Hello bookworms and welcome to this very special bonus episode of Bookmarks and Booze to mark the end of season one. We're doing something a bit different this week. We wanted to record an episode that was a little bit more personal to mark the end of our first season. So this week we're just going to be chatting about how we met, some personal anecdotes and of course some drinks recommendations too. If you're just here for the book reviews, check out our previous episodes from season one or hang around for season two which will be here very soon. Hope you enjoy! Hello bookworms, welcome to Bookmarks and Booze, where we believe if you're going to slag off a book, do it accurately. Join us each week as three close friends make our way through controversial books and their most brutal reviews. Please note, gentle listener, that we'll be giving you our totally honest opinions with drinks in hand, and this podcast will contain swearing and spoilers. anything that I really love is just stuff that like I should now not have chili cheese fries I can eat them but if I want to still be in good shape then I can't eat them as often as I would like and so I have to like be satiated with a healthy version of it oh that's the worst like when they say they sub spaghetti for courgette oh like it's disgusting no fuck off soggy wet (laughs) It's not pasta, okay? It's just another long thing, you know? It's not <laughs> gonna be, this is so going to sound like what we take the piss out of when women are like, I don't know, my sweat just naturally smells like Chanel. It's crazy. But broccoli really is my favourite food. <laughs> I know, Broccoli's you're insufferable. Really yeah, I can just eat broccoli. veg all the time. It's so- I love veg, I do. But I just sometimes need that slutty food. Like I was always someone that just, you know, drank and smoked my feelings away. As I got older, those coping mechanisms weren't serving me anymore. And so I turned to food. <laughs> if I was hungover and I was hating myself, then that would be what I would eat. And don't get me wrong, it's frigging delicious. But at the same time, it's like, I can't, I can't do this three times a week. I'm not 20. I don't have the metabolism of, you know, a gnat. I really do you remember don't... when you were 20, just eating, like, I would get back from... I'd if you say a whole day. pizza, I'm going to freak out because that's literally what I was about to say. Yes, a whole Domino's pizza, a whole <sighs> large Domino's pizza every time I would go out on an evening. I'd eat Domino's, like, multiple times a week. I... Now I look at Domino's and I put on weight, you know? Absolutely, <laughs> I remember that. I, I would just eat a, a large pizza. Like, it was nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't do... I couldn't... What? And burgers. Like, for me, it was always burgers. Like, I love burgers. You can do that when you're a teenager, though. I don't think I could eat a large pizza now, even if I... I can. Like, <laughs> easy peasy. Yeah, I could but eat then, two large pizzas. But I then could I eat am... two large pizzas comfortably. <laughs> but then I am partial to smoking a bit of the old coriander, you know. I'm famously very bad at drugs, so I don't do them very often. But one time, I went to a yurt party. Emma, you were there. You might remember this yurt party. And I also imbibed in some of the devil's tobacco. The girl whose party it was had got in this buffet of Indian food. Oh, I remember now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my Christ. It was sensational. It was, I think, probably the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. And do you remember us going into the utility room and they'd taken it all away and put it away and we were in the utility room literally eating it, like, out of the vats? Do yeah, you remember that? Just scooping it into our mouths. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I do that whenever I go to my mum's house. Like, my mum, as you guys both know, is just like an absolute goddess in the kitchen. I'll just be like with my little head in the fridge, just like scarfling food. 
she is an incredible cook and has had like catering businesses and all sorts and she cooks five times the natural amount that any human being would eat yeah she made me like tons of vegan food unfortunately though she also works out like a demon and I had to join in so that was that (laughs) oh god (laughs) I know I worked out on holiday yeah I did see this is why you look like that and I look like this (laughs) no no, 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 no. I do I do not normally. You guys know we've been on holiday together. I don't normally work out on holiday. Chill and overeat and drink at eleven AM. That's usually my my go to method. When you're by a pool, you get carte blanche to drink from eleven AM, I think. I think once you're by a pool, it's all better off. Yeah, I feel like eleven AM is the new five PM. If there mm. is a body of water near you, then yeah, it doesn't mind. On holiday or at festivals, it's oh, and the gooch between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. You can just true. drink all, whenever, it's fine. I think, honestly, you look at that whole time of holiday and you realise like how that's still not really a Christian holiday, is it? I feel like it's now re- reverted back to sort of its pagan roots. And it's just basically everyone just overindulging in spending and food and alcohol and they argue with their family and it's just this sort of like raucous affair mm. now. I'm actually quite happy about it. I think we should embrace it. I think if you include Jesus in it, it doesn't really make any sense. Christmas makes sense to me without the Christianity to it at all, because it's about people getting together, getting drunk, partying, like your balls deep in winter. It's been a hard year. And, you know, just before you ring out the new year, you have this massive get together and just like your Vikings, just feast and drink (laughs) and make merry. You know, that's not jesus being pious <laughs> it's my turn to be the voice of sense in the podcast this is heresy and blasphemous and i find it all very upsetting oh dear were you gonna add anything to that or... <laughs> i think i've said my piece um so one thing i actually that's just come to my mind that i want to ask you know when you first meet someone and you're describing a friend and you have like a go-to story would you say that you guys have one of those for our little triad I have one for Emma and it's very short. I always just go, Emma's kind of wild because you'll know her for like 20 plus years and then she'll just drop shit about herself. Like her name's Emmeline or she fucking scuba dived around a ship. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mysterious woman. Just drop shit. Just drop shit out of the blue. Like, cool, known you 20 plus years. What do you mean? What do you mean? You scuba dived around a shipwreck. What? That is very, yeah, Emma, you, you play your cards close to your chest. Oh, I, God. I tell every fucking little, listen, that I went I skydiving. Yeah. As soon as I you... meet someone, hi, Sid, vegan, skydived. <laughs> went to Slovenia. Went to Slovenia. Yeah. <laughs> this bitch loves Slovenia. Fucking she loves went to Slovenia. Slovenia one time and like literally name drops it every chance she can get. It's the best place I've ever been. Go I to know. Slovenia. <laughs> It was when you were supposed to come back and you were like, I'll just live in the woods. I'm just going to live in Slovenia. Like literally this manic, like, I'm just going to stay. No one can stop me. I was manic. We drove to Slovenia in a transit and my friend didn't have a window in the back of the transit. So because it was a 17 hour drive, he literally just cut a hole in the side of the transit that we had to put a bit of wood over when we didn't want to use it. This is Ross for a 17 hour drive. And uh, yeah, I went and sort of just drove around Slovenia for two weeks and camped and stuff and like jumped off waterfalls and shit and it was all incredible and amazing and after two weeks I had to come home and I was like you know what don't think that lasts for me anymore I think I found my people I'm gonna live here in this weird little hippie commune in Maribor and 
you know, to never wear shoes again. And they were like, get in the fucking van, you idiot. And I came home and was like, oh, yeah, actually, PlayStation's good, isn't it? Yeah. And us, you fucking selfish bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Just go, not that I can really talk because I did move far, far away. But I came back. And that's what matters. I didn't the say hypocrisy okay. out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that we've been friends for a million years. But the story that I think of most when I think of you is that I think when we were like 13, my stepdad is from like a really small sort of seaside town in Somerset in the UK. And I would go there every summer. And one year Sid came with me. And in our sort of free spirited, stupid teenage moment, we decided we were going to try and like find this little hidden beach around the side of this little harbour. And honestly, it was like wading through mud that was up to our neck. I don't know what it was what, the most stupid thing it was. Do. We could have probably like drowned in this mud. It was ridiculous. But yeah, we ended up making it there and back. And then like we just sat outside this pub just like covered in mud, eating a packet of crisps that they gave us because they felt sorry for us because it was raining. And we were stuck outside because no one would let us indoors because we were covered in mud. <laughs> With a benefit in hindsight, that was really fucking stupid. It was so dumb. I remember that trip <laughs> like, because you were sort of bronzing in the sun and had this lovely blonde hair and sort of really come into your womanhood. And I was still strong in that kind of awkward teenage emo phase and didn't want to get a tan because I wanted to remain pale and mysterious. And so we'd just lay out on the beach all day and you'd sort of be spread out like some sort of goddess and then just pan over to the right. And I was like under the towel reading Harry Potter, just wanting nothing to do with it. You you do not like beaches. You've not ever really been like a huge beach person, have you? I don't fucking look. All I've got to say about the sea, yeah, is if a shark came in my house, I'd kill it. So I can't be angry at the shark when I go. <laughs> out there no i've seen david attenborough documentaries i know what lives in there and that's the bit we know about we know more about space than the sea fuck that would you not go to space though like if you had the chance no (laughs) what about you emma do you have any like anecdotes of us uh the one i always use for you christina when people are like what's christina like there's one that perfectly describes you and it's when we were going out for dinner together we were walking through marlebone Ah! and you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. We were walking to a bar. I think it was just in that weird gooch bit of the pandemic where we kind of got a bit of freedom and then we got locked up again. And so we were walking there and we could put all our best clothes on and everything. We were feeling fine walking down the street <laughs> and a guy literally hollers from the other side of the street and he said something to the effect of, hey, girls, can I take you out? Yeah, something and like that quick as a flash christina just shouted you can't afford that and kept walking and the man literally howled with laughter he just thought it was the funniest thing ever and she sashayed past him and i was like how do you think that up so quickly i always just like see you emma it's just your like this nurturing presence because you do like mum all of us you just you're the hostess with the mostest emma wants Frightened away an ex-boyfriend of mine with a look. That's that was, incredible. You that do have an amazing moment of my life. That was I, I don't want to say it was the proudest moment of my life, but it was one of the most proud moments of my life. Which ever. boyfriend was this? Pretty short Ran into an ran into an ex at a festival, tried to chat to me, didn't want to chat to him. Emma strolled over to him with a look and he literally ran away. <laughs> 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 Just scampered away. So angry. I was so angry. Can I shop post Malone? Come on. 
<laughs> I was really trying to get through that. So Sid lives on the opposite end of the country to us. And so we spend a lot of time driving up and down the motorway together, Emma and I, getting basic bitch Starbucks and just having car therapy, as we've dubbed it. Emma's is very, like, as you can hear, it's very eloquently spoken, sort of charming person, very warm, very loving. And then all of a sudden someone will cut her up and it'll be like a grandma. And you'll just be like, you fucking bitch! Get out of my way! Oh my God, you do have impressive road rage. That like, is... out and then, and then, like, just flip back, like, immediately. Into, anyway, like... I've got the cake in and some peas, obviously, for the fire. <laughs> But I feel like Sid's also very much like that. You know, you're not angry or confrontational. You're an incredible, like, empathetic person. But then when someone pisses you off and you reach a certain point, you absolutely explode. And <laughs> the best, the best time, I can't mention any names. I don't know how I'm going to get through this story. Without <laughs> I was trying to do that just then when I was like, the I know this had story. the yurt party. <laughs> <laughs> I know the story and I'm so devastated I missed it. (laughs) So we, me and Sid, we once went on a night out to our local town and Sid's ex was there. We were all sitting in a group outside at this crappy bar and there was a girl who we mutually knew who we will call C and she... She was just one of those girls that could be quite mean sometimes, um, unnecessarily, especially to people she was close to. I think that's a fair assessment of what she would do without going into too much detail. So we were all sitting outside and I ended up sitting with Sid's ex and they'd been broken up for many years at that point, but he was a bit of a dick. And so there's some brief kind of small talk of, oh, how are you? Fine. You know, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, C went over to Sid and said, oh, Emma and your ex are flirting. And can you see that? And so we were sitting together and, and she looked over and we were sitting together and chatting and stuff. And Sid was like, oh, really? And she was like, oh, yeah. And so I finished up and I came over and Sid said, are you flirting with my ex? And I said, no. And she went, okay. Then. And as we were having this conversation, I turned around to gesticulate and say, no, I would not be flirting with your ex and point towards him. And C <laughs> was sitting in Sid's ex's lap with her arms around him literally two seconds after she'd said I was flirting with him it was and a so weird plan in in you know when you think about it because it would depend on me a not going Emma what's going on why did she say that you're flirting with him a and then b to like not have eyes yeah <laughs> the great thing about it was is that like a phoenix from the ashes this other side like Jekyll and Hyde it, this new side of Sid came out <laughs> and she do you know when you see boxers before a fight enter the ring and they do this kind of peacocky like fucking Sid got up and was like fucking talking? <laughs> it's obviously a she's she's petite but <laughs> he was not petite then and this girl she thought herself as quite of a fighter didn't she she'd always be like starting on people and fighting and so she turned around and said well I'm gonna punch you I'm gonna punch you in the face to Sid while Sid was mouthing up her and so just went go on then fucking go on then do it Punch me in the face! <laughs> wow. It doesn't happen very often. It was just the audacity to be like, right, A, I'll just fuck up this friendship. B, I'll just go and do this. Yeah. <laughs> Double insult. So this one time, my nan used me as a drug mule. Um... 
Let's dive in. <laughs> I don't actually know the legality of telling this story. Like, can I? I don't know if I can out my nan for buying drugs. That is an arrestable offence. Well, um, let's just preface this by saying that this story isn't real. It's purely for entertainment purposes. Um, I'm making this all up. Yeah, this is none of us would ever condone purchasing any illegal substances of any kind. So yeah, this, this is an absolute up. work of fiction. Any yeah. characters that bear any resemblance to any real life ones, living or dead, are completely coincidental. Completely coincidental. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah, basically, my nan bought drugs in Tesco car park, and. Um... <laughs> <laughs> No, so she calls me up one day she goes sit this is how she always addresses me just straight in sit yeah hello <laughs> you all right now how you been right i need you to come and try something uh, okay what's happened well you like all that wacky backy don't you <laughs> not really nan i mean <laughs> 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 you know you smoke it don't you all the time uh, no but okay I'll, <laughs> I'll go with this yeah i'll go with this this line of questioning sure what's going on well um i bought some off a mare you bought some of a man. Yeah, in Tesco car park. Oh, I should preface this by saying my nan is in a wheelchair and <laughs> is nearly 90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go, okay, you met a man in Tesco car park. How much did he charge you? Nothing. He said, I'm going to like it so much that I'm going to come back for more. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Right. And what did the weed look like? Well, it's some brown stuff in a syringe. No. Right, it sounds an awful lot like you've picked up smack, Nan, so I'm going to pop over <laughs> see what's going on. So I come over, and I go, okay, where's this syringe full of brown stuff that you've picked up off a man? And uh, she goes, it's in the fridge. I was like, of course it is, okay. So I go over to the fridge, and what she has actually got is cannabis oil in a pipette. It's not smack, so, you know, good start. So she said, the man said, you want to put a couple of drops of it on your gums and then stop. And I thought, right, I've been here before. I'm not making the same mistake as I did in Amsterdam. You know what I'm talking about, Emma. So I thought, right. (laughs) (laughs) Completely fictional story, by the way, as well. So I go, all right, Nan. So you want me to try this? Well, yeah, just in case anything funny with it. I want you to try it first. Okay, thank you. Love you too. So I pop a couple of (laughs) drops of this stuff (laughs) in my mouth. And I'm not. I mean, I'm bad at drugs, but I'm worse at edibles. I have a really, really long digestive process. And uh, they don't usually hit me till a while after. And I've never had a particularly good time with them. So I thought, okay, this is not my first rodeo. I then promptly fucked that off and just like add loads of it because um, it wasn't working. And hours and hours and hours passed. And I was like, you know what, Nan? I think you're all right. Probably just like, you know, CBD or something rather than actual cannabis oil. Go ahead. Because she had got it for her arthritis. And then I went home and I went to bed. And the next morning, I woke up. My eyes were red as the devil's dick. I (laughs) couldn't, like, function at all. I was so stoned, the most stoned a person could be. And I had to take a friend of mine to the doctor's. And I coached with my housemate at the time. And I kind of burst into her room. And I was like, I need to get to your appointment. And she was like, the fuck has happened to you? I said, come on, I need to get to to the doctor's. (laughs) And I said but I can't come in the doctors with you because I'm really high and they're going to know. So I'm just going to lay on the grass outside the front of the doctors while you go in. So I think that might give it away more, but okay. So I was like trying to get her to the doctors and I was like stroking the hedges and stuff the entire day. I was so stoned. And then it got to about four o'clock that afternoon and I was like, Oh my God, man. No. 
that's not I just tell her told her to just like take as much as you want <laughs> thank god I called her and I was like don't take the drugs <laughs> yes I did have some prompts my prompts are what was everyone's worst date and have you ever had a bad date have you ever been unlucky enough to have a bad date or has everything just been great I don't have any bad dates. I have bad relationships, really, which is worse. <laughs> which is worse, yeah. <laughs> a prolonged bad day over many years. You want to hear some funny stories? <laughs> I once Where had some cream towels. <laughs> <laughs> I just farted and I didn't pick up. <laughs> you did that one, actually. Normally, whenever you say, oh, I've just farted, I listen back on the edits and I'm like, I can't hear anything. So I think we're okay. And that, that one is like... <laughs> The worst day I ever had was I was a complete idiot. I was about meh, 22, something like that. And met a guy on Tinder, went for a date in London, got absolute shit face and ended up in Spain. The guy that I went to Spain with had very severe ADHD and did not bring any of his medication with him because we just went to Spain. We were sitting in the fountain. I'm not even <laughs> drinking booze. I'm drinking tea. <laughs> um sitting in the fountain when we booked the tickets and that was it went to spain he knew someone in spain yeah i know who's in spain as you do and he had a youth hostel and we stayed there and i figured out pretty quickly that i wasn't there into this guy but i thought mm. you know what i'll make the most of this i'm in alicante i'm in alicante <laughs> and yeah work's probably gonna fire me so <laughs> Let me make the most of this. <laughs> so let me make the most of the situation. I'm going to have a nice time in Spain. He made it impossible to have a nice time in Spain. He would do things like he would say, oh my God, I can't believe He would say things like, oh, sugar makes my ADHD much worse. It makes me like really hyperactive. I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, you know, we'll just do what we can to avoid sugar. No big deal. You know, I turn around and it, he. <laughs> They had this this shop in Spain where you could go in and you could kind of like design your own ice cream. So he would just stroll out of the shop and I'd literally look around like I'd taken my eyes off a toddler. And he came out with this ice cream cup in his hand and he'd put so many toppings and sprinkles and sauces on it. that It was like running down his arm and he was just shoveling it. Oh, my God. I was like, but you just said you just... Uh. <laughs> What's going to happen to you? <laughs> and he would do things like just scream at people in English. What? And it was so embarrassing. He would just scream at Spanish people in English in the hopes that they would understand him. I was vegan at the time and he was vegetarian. And he would be like, we can't eat here because they won't have anything for me to eat. And I'm like, well, there's plenty of shit I can see here for me to eat. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It would make it like really awkward for him to be veggie. Oh, and then we were walking down this lovely like tree-lined street. And I thought, maybe this isn't so bad. You know, this is really beautiful. Maybe I can just enjoy the views. And there was this little kid sitting on a bench. And this guy's like covered in tattoos and piercings and got dreadlocks and shit. So little kids do stare at you when you look like that. And this kid was staring at him. And he went off at this little kid. Like, I started squaring up this eight-year-old. And I was like, oh, my Christ. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like pulling him away from this child. And then the epitome of the date came. um, The date. The long, long date came when we (laughs) had gone out for a night out drinking and then went to bed in this youth hostel. And I woke up quite early in the morning. And I, I looked down and I looked at the mattress and it was wet. And I thought, 
my God, I've pissed the bed. I, I must have been so drunk that I pissed the bed. And I thought, God, I've never done that before. This is embarrassing. And I kind of looked around and I thought, well, my underwear is dry. And this is not the side of the bed I fell asleep on. And then I thought, no, surely not. No one would. Could they? No. And I, I said, I woke him up and I said, I'm sorry. Hi, excuse me. Did you, did you wet the bed? And he said, yeah, yeah, I did. And I said, what? did you, did you then proceed to roll me into your damp side of the bed and, and claim my dry side for your own? No, well, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't want to change the sheets because it wake you up. So I thought we could just both sleep on your dry side, you know. <laughs> In a puddle of your urine, sir. I'm so. Wow. <laughs> just, I don't know. I'm not going to say I want you to be embarrassed because I don't. Like, that's a horrible thing to wish. But I would like you, you to don't want. Don't resolve the it. issue. <laughs> Don't rub me in it like a like a naughty <laughs> chihuahua. Like you know, what the fuck? Like you didn't. Yeah, that's actually that's the that. second worst date I've went on. But yeah, <laughs> that's the second worst. <laughs> no, you have did. The first worst you have. The to first. Do it now. Unfortunately, the first one's not as comical. The guy was just really fucking awful. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's not as fun a story. It was just a bit of a loony. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so oh God. And then the fucking Alicante one. I was like, okay, it's time for us to go home. Our plane is in an hour and a half. Can we please go to the airport? He was like, yeah, I think we'll just get the next one. So it's like, oh. fucking flights work. <laughs> please, can we get to the airport? And I was like, here's the thing. I am going to go without you. So you can either come with me or you can stay here. And he's like, oh, fine. All right. I just, I just don't feel ready to go. You know, I was like, fine. You stay here in your piss soaked bed in Alicante. I'm going home. <laughs> And he's like, all right, fine, we'll go, we'll go home. And I was like, okay, um, you know, our flight doesn't get until like three. And he was like, don't worry about it, I've got a plan for that. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe he, he's got like a connecting bus or a train or someone's picking us up or something. And I went, oh, okay. So for a start, we were the last people on the plane. You know, when they're going, can oh. you please, that, those dickheads that the whole plane hates because they've been waiting for them. We were those people after I had been stressing out and basically dragged him all the way to the airport. And then we get back to England and I'm like, okay, cool. This is nearly over. I've nearly made it through this. I will never do this again. I've learned my lesson. I'm sorry, universe. And I'm like, okay, so cool. What now? And he's like, oh, I just thought we could just sleep on the floor until the trains start up. Oh my God. It's like, but it's 3am. They're not going to start up for like three hours. And he's like, yeah, but you know, I'll put my coat down and we just lay on the floor. Oh my God. So who, where did you meet? so hectic. (laughs) Honestly. I'm exhausted just listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> He's out there somewhere. Pissy jeans. He's out <laughs> on a floor. Laying on an airport floor. <laughs> what about you, Emma? What was your worst date ever? I was saying to Sid, I've not really had a worst date. I didn't do an awful lot of dating. I tend to be a serial relationship person. And I have some bad relationship stories, which... Well, let's do that, because I feel like that's the same thing. You've I probably have... heard this one, which I've told like a million times. I love, but I love them. I'm going to subject you to it again for the sake of our listeners. So I had a boyfriend. I'll just call him my ex. I was renting my first place and it was a little flat in Hartford. And my ex-boyfriend decided that he was going to move in. You know, lucky you, Emma. I'm moving in with you. Congratulations. And I was like, oh, I'm so lucky. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. I don't know what I'm doing. And um, also, just a little warning. If a guy comes to you 
and is like, I'm an underdog. My parents have rejected me, my friends, all these people have rejected me, all my haters. If they're saying that, that's red flag. That's not, oh my God, he's so unused, like fucking stupid. It's a red flag. If no one likes him, pay attention to that. Yeah. Okay. So Just many haters. Little, so many yeah, haters out there. To my haters out there. You <laughs> live in where? You know, you're not a celebrity. No one cares about you. You don't have haters. Just people just don't like you. He um he came round to live with me and my mum as a housewoman gift bought me these beautiful Egyptian cotton towels that were cream for my new house. You know the story. I know where <laughs> you know it's the going. story. You know the story. So yeah, he was using them one day, and I went into the bathroom to like go and dry my hands on my face, and there was like a sort of brown stain on one of them. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And I thought, "Is it bronzo or something, or is it like a bit of like blood? I don't know." Like, and and it wasn't blood; it was some something else. I went through to my ex. And I said to him, one of the towels that's near the bathroom that you use, which was like a little side bathroom, it's got this stain on it. And I don't know what happened there. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. That's awful. I washed it. I'm, I'm so sorry. That's so embarrassing. And I was like, listen, don't worry about it. You know, it's not a problem. So then the second time it happens... <laughs> I went through to him again and I was Stop like, shitting on my towels. Yeah. <laughs> he left like a kind of like this thing. It's kind of gross. Can you, can you, and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll wash it. Just leave it by the washing machine. And I was like, hmm, okay. Hmm. So then the third time it happened, I was like, dude, like you've left like a shit stain on my towel again. Like you're washing your ass. And he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, you leave mascara on the towels all the time. <laughs> and I was um... like, what? It's feces. <laughs> and he was like, well, you know, and I said, do you not wash your ass? And he was like, like, he was mixed race. He was like, well, I've got a lot of very thick Afro-Caribbean hair down on my butt crack. So I can't always wash it thoroughly because it's so thick, the hair. Yes, you can. And I was like, well, shave it then. <laughs> so yeah, he left shit on my towels three times and I still stayed with him for another year. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, idiot. I'm also like you, Emma, in that like I've had probably like a string of relationships. I'm a very like all or nothing person. Like I get very emotionally invested in people. I'm I'm a very emotive human being and that's just the way that I am. That being said, of late, I have found myself back to the streets and dating again. Back um, to the streets? I am back to the streets. <laughs> Listen, the streets are rejoicing. The streets are thrilled. The so sequel. It's fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I'm back in the wild, um, hunting for my dinner once more. And um, it's awful. It's awful out here. I'm so sorry. Like anyone single and listening to this, I really, yes. Like there are things about it that are so much fun. I actually love living on my own. I love that. And I'm, I'm quite an independent person. And there are things about it that I've been really, really excited about. But fucking hate first dates. I just don't like small talk. I'm the sort of person, if I meet someone, I love to have that like instant connection and rapport with them and then find yourself sort of still talking three hours later. That is exciting. Talking about someone's favorite fucking color, that is not exciting. And it's mm. always blue. It's always blue. So one of the funniest bad dates that I went on, we'll call him Jay. I was talking to him. We were getting on extremely well on this app. And so we decided to meet up. And he was a very active person. It was a part of his job. 
and so it was a very sunny day when we decided to meet for coffee and so i was like why don't we get a takeaway coffee and then like walk around this town because like near where i live is very pretty so it's like oh, i love that idea that's great and you know got excited about it when i tell you that i turned up and this man literally power walked me around this town like power like i was sweating and then just literally would not stop talking about himself like he just talked mm. about himself and his ex-girlfriend and his business and his mental health problems and like literally everything for almost dead on an hour and it got to the point where like within an hour it had kind of exhausted itself this day it was just kind of like okay like we really don't have anything to talk about and I was like, oh, well, I think maybe I'm going to head off. And he was like, oh, we should do five more minutes because then I'll have um, hit my steps target and we will have done 5K on my Fitbit. And so like a fucking twat, I finished the 5K. <laughs> wow. At least and you I got get, steps in. I got my steps in, but I got no hug goodbye <laughs> or hello. I Like nothing. And like this guy had been so flirty and like I'd had quite good sort of sex chat been very friendly and like we'd had really deep and meaningfuls and then I met him and it was just like a fucking job interview and it was my first date after a nine-year relationship <laughs> so yeah so my friend's dating has been pretty unsuccessful the bar has been set so low and I just feel like I have to like disappoint myself in advance I feel like when I was important. a student, I used to work at Anne Summers and my manager made the mistake of saying to me, hey, Sid, trustworthy employee, here's 35 packets of our new toffee apple lube. I want you to stand out the front of the store and give them out for promotion. And I said, yeah, no worries. Got it. Uh, promptly walked out the front of the store and just pocketed them, came back in, was like, yeah, job done. Um, lift off toffee apple lube for two weeks, out on toast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not. Yeah, I did. And some interesting things happened to my body because it is edible in that, like, you can lick it off a dick, but you're not really meant to, like, digest it en masse. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? You don't say. <laughs> so, yeah, I just uh, just ate, like, loads of it. <laughs> What's the story? <laughs> wow. Did you just go out and, like, get a coffee and come back? Or did you literally just walk out and then walk straight back in and be like, oh, they love that lube? No, like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I sort of, I did the act, in it, like... <laughs> <laughs> I did that all the time. I took stuff like I paid for it. Don't get me wrong, but because uh, I was single when I was working down summers, apart from buying the obvious, I also had to buy. I had to buy. Chose to buy lots of stuff that was sort of designed for couples. So there was things like bath jelly. This is really sexy, and it's got a picture of a couple writhing all over each other in black and white on the front. And thought, right, I'll, I'll give this a go. And just took it home and just sort of slid around on my own <laughs> like a fetus. <laughs> <laughs> just sat in over the glass of wine, just like an eel sliding on. <laughs> so it's flossing about. It was. I was going. Whoa! Oh my god! Didn't you have to do that once where you had to fill the bath full of jelly? And then yeah, that's when I was a cam girl, and a guy had a sploshing fetish. Really sploshing good stuff. Fetish. Sploshing fetish. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, sploshing. Yeah, it's like where you want to um, have sex with food and like textured foods. It's a food thing. So uh, people with a sploshing fetish have very particular types of food that gets them off. And this guy's thing was he loved custard, chocolate pudding and jelly. Those were his like three big ones. 
So I bought plastic sheets, obviously, but he became a regular and he would just pay me to like rub chocolate pudding all over my boobs. And then one day he was like, I really want to try this stuff. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Non-spawn, but I would I totally recommend it. It's like, <laughs> imagine, sponsored by. <laughs> like, Sploosh. It wasn't called Sploosh. It was called something like Sploosh. And it's powder that you put in the bath. And you have to make sure that you have the sort of right amount of water in to make it into jelly because you get rid of it by adding more water to it. But at a certain point, it's like like hair gel and you're in a bath of it. And it is, I mean, for him, it was the sexual experience of his life. For me, it was really fucking fun. <laughs> I, was, I was like, now it's getting it. Look at this shit. <laughs> this is my poor, long-suffering housemate. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming it's around chilling. to the balance one stay two hours. For are dinner. they yeah oh that's cute yeah i'm getting drunk in my wedding dress <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah because obviously i'm not seeing the new man so no, are you I... not? no i'm not because i'm going up this weekend he's been down this weekend so i'm actually doing family stuff that weekend and he's working nights oh. so I'm obviously anticipating being showered with gifts, as I do deserve. But um, other yeah. than that, this year I bathe in the blood of my enemies. Fair enough. It's got mm-hmm. to happen from time to time. I got to appease so. those gods. Uh-huh. We celebrate Valentine's Day in this house because it's an idea of the capitalist regime and we don't support the Hallmark card makers. Or <laughs> the flower industry. Oh no! What you think? I'm going to pay for a refrigerated truck to be driven all the way from Holland over to here? I don't get flowers. <laughs> his, his partner doesn't buy her flowers or celebrate Valentine's Day. Apparently, no. He won't Whereas, if I don't get a Valentine's Day card, I'm quite comfortable never speaking to a man again. So, um, gifts are a love language that I appreciate. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I always feel like when you go through the love languages and you're like, oh, you're like, oh, I don't want to be gifts because, uh, yeah, I'm fucking gifts. I'm gifts. I'm like, gifts. I want the stuff. I love I, stuff. I love giving stuff as much as I love receiving stuff. And um, you love praise as well as we've established. I have a praise kink. I've realised <laughs> now with TikTok, I have a praise kink. Like I legitimately, like Matt, I pester him all the time for praise. So I'll do the tiniest thing. And I'll be like, look what I did. Like, <laughs> literally like a child. I'll be like, have you seen? I did tea. <laughs> <laughs> like <bruise>. from scratch. <laughs> Whereas I'm the same where I'm going through this toxic fuck girl spirituality craze at the moment. So, you know, like those women that dance around naked under the full moon and have a sisterhood where basically they just justify their mank behavior <laughs> towards their partners with one another. So. One of my favorite things about you is that you are and I absolutely love it is that you are so driven and focused and ambitious and intelligent very very practical deeply practical in a lot of ways but (laughs) every single time you talk about someone and you don't know them you go when's their birthday and then when you tell them you go figures Oh, of course they're a Taurus. Of course they're a Taurus. Oh, that's a Virgo. That's a, that's a Virgo. You do it every time. You've done it ever since you were young and it just tickles me. Listen, it's the frontline representation of the bisexuals and, and I feel like I should spread the word on that one. Secondly, I should preface to our dear listeners that um, my mother, my dear mama, who I love to the ends of the earth, is an astrologer. So I was doomed from the start with that one. If I know 
the day you were born yeah I'll there will totally... be silent or not so silent judgment upon you like, oh, there will I will psychoanalyze the crap out of you <laughs> and I actually I, I, I read this somewhere which actually makes total sense to me which says that people that are like really into astrology and horoscopes and whatever it actually comes from a place of if you've grown up in a household where you feel kind of like you were misunderstood you're deliberately like going out of your way to try and understand other people because a you inherently want to be understood but b because it's like a coping mechanism it's like a survival mechanism of interpreting the needs of that person and it is bizarre because i attract all these really intellectually scientific practical men and then i'm there like dancing around my kitchen to like tribal music and saging my apartment (laughs) (laughs) It really doesn't make any sense. And I, I have no justification for it other than it brings me joy. So fuck you all. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. That's um, what I love about Gen Z is they kind of, uh, not even Gen Z, but just things nowadays. I remember a few years ago, it was just like everything was cringe. Everything was cringeworthy. Like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing and cringeworthy. And now it's kind of like you can just do things for the sake of doing them and not because it's a hustle or not because, you know, you have to be perfect at everything. I feel like there's a bit more freedom to like not be an expert at something. Like when you say to a guy, oh, I love David Bowie. And they go, yeah, name every song or something. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, like chill out. I can just like something and not know everything about it. You know, I can just do things things and not be good at them and yeah. shit and, and have a fun time Sid is an absolutely outstandingly talented artist you're amazing she's amazing she has been since we were literally yay high she's since been unbelievable. Fr- from the womb I really like drawing and I'm decidedly average at it but it brings me pleasure so I do it anyway I didn't you know you draw oh god yeah but not you know again just for fun but I also just think that like why not? Thanks, guys. That was a really nice little ego boost. I'm muted because this cat is purring like a fucking lawnmower. <laughs> she loves you with such intensity. I am here and laughing and I'm hearing your very kind words, but the cat's like... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Sid, she's so needy because she's a cancer. So. <laughs> I've been watching Cheer on Netflix. Oh, I've seen it advertised. Is it good? I think if you've been remotely into competitive sport, then you'll be obsessed with it. But yeah, it's it's my new thing where I'm just addicted to it. Chris and I have got that at the moment, and it's the Great British Pottery Throwdown. Oh my gosh! You it's... two really need no. Help. Listen, like it's the best program. It's the best program on British telly. Fight me, honestly. It is the most. <laughs> thrilling television i have seen I, I, I watch it live i don't watch any telly live i watch it live that wow is... i tune in every sunday at 8 p.m and i settle down with my cup of tea my little biscuit with my cat on my lap and i go that oh. sunday at 8 p.m as well is like prime oh. person time you know i go like... everything's right with the world I, t- I take sundays off and i work on sundays i go for a little walk and i come home and i do the pottery oh lovely <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> we're an exciting bunch. <laughs> what happened to us? We were like yeah. partying with the best of them. You guys especially. Like The other night, I I didn't realise it was Saturday because I'd just been in a work hole. And then I was like, oh, Saturday night. And I thought, if you'd have said to 21-year-old, even 25-year-old me, that I would be completely content sitting in my pyjamas at home on a Saturday night, I'd have been like, what? No way. Now, the idea of going out just holds no appeal for me. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
I do feel like I'm getting more and more antisocial, which does in, invariably make it more difficult to meet new people. <laughs> but I just, I love my house, man. There's stuff I want to do to it to decorate it, but it's got nice lighting. And yeah, it's, it's nice and calm. Yeah. And I, just, I enjoy it. I like on a Saturday night making myself a really nice meal, having a really, really good glass of wine and like doing something just purely indulgent, like playing video games all night or like watching something really trashy. It brings me joy in a way that it never used to in my early 20s or teens, just being so self-indulgently like I'm just vegetating and I love it. It's satisfying. That's what weekends are for. Yeah, I don't social media on weekends, but I drink. I let myself drink Friday and Saturday night at the moment. That's all I'm. It's the only time I do it. Um, been doing that for a few months now. That's good. Those drinks on Friday and Saturday night. Oh, fucking heaven, isn't it? That crisp pinot. If I make something and I'm like, you know what, I'm making like Asian noodles and these taste really, really good, and I want, you know, a glass of really nice white wine with it. And I can just have that one glass. So if I have like more than that, then I just die the next morning. Even tonight, I've had like, this is my third gin and tonic. I will die tomorrow morning because it's... Three, exactly three right. for me now. I have three on the weekends. Like I can drink and I've taken to drinking um, Negronis, which are three types of booze mixed. You're openly horny is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Negronis are just like, known for that anyway go on really oh, yeah, carry on. what is that like a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> oh anyway. i didn't know that but yeah i take it to drinking negronis because i picked them up over um christmas and i was like you know what it seems like something i would like and then at first i was like yeah not sure about this and now i'm like mm, negroni and then i have three and in the morning i want to die and i'm like i had three drinks and then i sit there and i think about it and i'm like okay but it's wine mixed with vermouth mixed with vodka <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> So fair enough. <laughs> you know what I had when I was in South Africa, a friend of mine ordered, which I fucking loved, which I will actually order again, is that as a long drink, like a gin and tonic, tequila, soda, and like lime cordial. Mm. I have all of those things sitting in my cupboard and I don't know what to do with any of them. So maybe I it should was, try it. It was low-key really good. I really like it. Soda, water, lime, and tequila. You just make it like you make a gin and tonic in proportion. So you put like a shot or a double shot in it. You top up however much with soda. And then you just put a decent amount of, you know, the lime cordialness in it that you would want. And it's it's actually really nice. And it, it does the thing that tequila does for you where it kind of makes you that kind of like nice, happy, giggly drunk. But you're not actually shotting it like oh a crazy my person. God. Tequila. Tequila is my lady. <laughs> Same, girl. I, I love it. And so actually now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start ordering that. I'm going to, okay, you know what? I've got a whole bottle of tequila just sitting there looking at me. I'm going to, this weekend, this, this as a treat, my weekend treats. I'm going <laughs> to have a couple of those. I'm going to try it drinking tequila like a sensible person. I did have it shotted when I was out there, but I had it with bits of pineapple. Oh, that was fucking delicious. Pineapple or orange instead of lemon. Like whoever thought of lemon, that was stupid. Like pineapple and orange is amazing. <laughs> yeah, the whole salt and lemon thing is a bit of a weird tradition, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, let's make like, this as unpleasant as possible. <laughs> Would you guys ever try that one with the worm in it? Yeah, Ooh. probably. Don't like the tequila worm. I probably, probably do one would. with scorpion, I think. 
Oh, that's a bit more questionable. But yeah, I probably would. You know me, I probably would. Yeah, I think I would. I mean, I wouldn't because the whole vegan thing. But if I wasn't vegan, I definitely would. Just to see if it gives it like a weird flavor. Yeah, I mean, if I was in Mexico and I was drunk enough, I'd probably do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That is one thing that I'm a bit like sad about is that I'll never get to try any. Like, I really want to try bugs. I really want to know what they taste like. But, you know, vegan. I don't to try bugs man like oh I'm fine I do with that. if someone oh my god if I was somewhere and someone was like do you want to try deep fried tarantula I'd be like fuck yeah no you're like, no that shit is that shit is weird man like, or a cricket apparently they taste like peanuts they don't look like they taste like peanuts I and- would try a cricket so fucking quick if I was you know like not morally opposed <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's like peanuts yeah apparently crickets taste oh. like peanuts they're like meant to be really tasty but I am gonna go to bed now yeah, girls, I've got to love you and leave you. Mama needs to pee again. You know what? I get incontinent. You know this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night, good night babe. Well. So that's the end of our special bonus episode and the end of our very first season. Thank you so much for listening. We've had so much fun making this podcast together and we couldn't have done it without all of you lovely bookworms. Season two will be here very soon, so watch this space for more books, booze, and brutal book reviews. Bye for now.